Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Jody? Liz? Jody, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm totally ready. Let's get radical. Welcome. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar, and you're listening to Let's Get Radical. And I am so excited to introduce our first guest on our very first show. And um, I met our first guest doing a podcast just a couple of weeks ago, and we were um, doing a podcast for Accounting Thought Leadership. You know that there is such a thing. Anyways, um, Richard Davies uh, so awesomely accepted our invitation to be our first guest, and he's either going to make us shine or he's actually going to show us how nervous we are because he's a (laughs) professional podcaster. Um, And actually, he's a professional broadcaster. Richard Davies was at the Berlin Wall in 1989. He's reported from four continents and from more than 20 nations following wars, political campaigns, royal weddings, and the global financial crisis on ABC News Television and ABCNews.com. For the last 29 years, Richard Davies was a staff correspondent at ABC News Radio, and in the spring of 2015, he formed his own small business, a podcasting startup called Davies Content. So he's also the co-host of a weekly podcast, How Do We Fix It, on iTunes. And we are just so excited to have him here with us today on our inaugural show. So did I do a pretty good job introducing you, Richard? (laughs) Very good. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Liz. And very happy to be on. I love the name of your show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're super excited to have you here. Um, so we thought before we launched into talking with Richard, we would give you a little background about how we know each other. Um, and, you know, I met Jody back around six years ago. She's a CPA, a certified public accountant, uh, when she submitted an article to a publication I was working for called Accounting Today, which, just like the name says, it's basically about accounting today. Um, you know, and I, I was immediately struck by Jody's unique voice. I mean, she was, you know, off the cuff. She was gung-ho. She was ready for change, hungry for, her hungry for knowledge, and her po- personality just shined right through uh, her writing. So she began writing regularly. I left Accounting Today to start Rhino Girl Media, my own business. Um, And we got reintroduced uh, by a colleague and began working together. uh, And the rest, they say, is history. So um, since then, I've been sort of behind the scenes in Jody's other brand, The Radical CPA, in which she sort of is a disruptor to the accounting world. Um, She's a regular contributor to Accounting Today and a variety of other publications, and she wrote a book, which you should definitely check out, um, called The Radical CPA, uh, New Rules for a Future-Ready Firm. How many times have I written and said that, Jody? I mean, come on. Um, So, so, um, yeah, so, Jody, did I miss anything in that intro? 
Um, no, not really. But I guess the other thing is, is I'm actually a practicing CPA, right? I have my right. own firm outside mm-hmm. of Chicago where we help small businesses every day and we help them in new and different ways. And that was one of the things that, you know, Liz and I wanted to talk about with the show was um, Liz helped me refine my storytelling. And our why of the show is to really close the loop of what small businesses should be getting from their financial professionals. Because for the last few years, I've really been on a mission to get um, accountants to serve their small businesses differently. But I feel like I need to close the loop. I feel like we need to get small businesses asking for more from their accountants so we can really have that total um, business ecosystem where the financial professionals are helping uh, they're small business clients, and it's going to take both sides. So we need small businesses and financial professionals. And that's really our why of the show is to kind of connect the loop and get the financial professionals and the small businesses knowing the questions to ask and the financial professionals serving them and then telling stories around all of it because we know numbers tell stories, right? Exactly. And, you know, so that's what that's what the show is going to be about. We're going to be talking to small business owners and creative freelancers, learning about their brand. How do they do it? You know, what models do they use? What business structures? You know, and, and Jody was somebody early on who recognized the importance of redefining her story and how a journalist or an editor, like myself, could help play a role in that. Um, you know, we know that as more businesses are created, you know, business owners have to figure out a way to differentiate themselves. I mean, we see that in the accounting world. And, you know, as more and more people come and want to create businesses and do it for themselves, you know, you you have to find a way to differentiate yourself from the others who are doing that. So, um, you know, I guess that's it. You know, we're, we're really excited to be here. And, you know, Richard, thank you for for being our first guest. And um, yeah, let's get right to it. Awesome. So, Richard, we have a question for you, and it's kind of a big question. What made you jump into being a small business after being in corporate for so many years? Well, there are several reasons. One is that I had the steadiness of a job for a long time, and I really didn't worry about whether it would be there next year or the year after. But with radio changing so much, I felt this was the ideal time to jump into podcasts. I'm old enough to remember free-form music formats on FM radio back in the late 60s when I was a kid, and they were really exciting. You had the DJ rather than some programmer hundreds of miles away deciding what to play on the radio station. And it was a time of excitement and freedom as new FM music stations came on the air. And I think we had the same kind of thing going on with podcasts. Nobody is telling you exactly what is the ideal format, the ideal length, the ideal subject. And there's just such a huge range of choice out there. And I was kind of looking over the fence uh, in my uh, steady network radio job thinking, boy, that sure looks exciting. So uh, I decided to, to make the jump and do something new and have a business. The other person who inspired me was my daughter, who has opened a yoga studio in Brooklyn. And uh, just the, the way that she's building a community and, and building a cause, it's not just about making money. It's about doing something, providing a service. And I felt that Davies Content, which is my company, could provide a service in helping brands and nonprofits uh, build podcasts 
Um, podcasting is, is growing rapidly. The number of people listening to podcasts has really increased a great deal in the last few years. Now more than one in four Americans have listened to three podcasts in the last month. Uh, that's no longer a small niche or, or nerdy tech audience. There are a lot of people listening to podcasts, and uh, so I wanted to get out there and uh, use my experience in radio to uh, help uh, brands and nonprofits, uh, you know, get their message out to their people via audio, via podcasting. Well, and right, and I mean, that's just how media has changed, right? Because podcasting is truly social media. So you've just taken the whole idea of media and broadcasting and, and gone social with it. Yeah, I think that what's really happening with the way that firms uh, are getting their messages out has changed radically. Um, And that's why the name of your show is so important, because I think we are at a time of radical change for business. And so much of this is being upended by two huge factors in our economy. One is technology, and the other, which may not affect small businesses as much, is, is globalization. We are really seeing more and more things coming in from overseas, not just products, but also ideas. We're in a much greater global conversation than we used to be. So companies that have, you know, that want to get their message out, they can't merely do it anymore with a pamphlet or with an ad in a newspaper or even, I dare to say, a 30-second spot on a local radio station. They need to do more than that. They need to set up a website. They need to have webinars. And I believe they need to have podcasts as well as part of that overall mix. I'm, ne- I'm never going to make the argument that podcasts on their own are, are the way for a business to promote itself. But in concert with these other platforms, I do think that they play a vital role. Totally. I totally agree with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, how, how do you know, like, what are businesses coming to you for? Um, you know, what, what kind of content are you creating for these companies looking to do a podcast? Yeah, I, I think that one of the things that we're really finding is that companies that are launching ebooks, and Jody was involved in an ebook uh, called Next Level Accountant for um, SageWorks, uh, which is a financial analytics company based in North Carolina. And they came out with this terrific ebook and thought, you know, we can promote it in blogs, we can put it on our website, but how about also having um, a, a companion podcast? Uh, podcasts are great for dissemination of ideas. Uh, they, they're not so great for data. I mean, if you, you know, bamboozle people with statistics on a podcast, I think your audience, rightly, is going to turn off. But if you share your stories, like, for instance, uh, Jody and Liz, your friendship, uh, Jody, your passion for how you built your business, and I've spoken to you about this, you know, how, your, how the business has changed since you learned from your dad. Those are great, you know, th- those are great stories because podcasts are very, is, is a, podcasts are a very intimate form of communication. People often listen to them in their earbuds or alone in their car or while they're exercising at the gym or walking the dog or maybe even in the kitchen uh, cooking a meal. Usually when people listen to podcasts, they're on their own. And so they're kind of in the mood, in the space, in the zone for stories. 
So mm-hmm. sharing stories is something that I usually tell um, clients that they, they need to do. But, it, you know, it depends. I mean, some people want help in just, you know, hey, what's the point of doing a podcast? Other people want help with, with, uh, with format. And then others want, you know, help with editing a podcast. I think that um, a lot of podcasts are too long and that editing your show um, for a podcast is often a great idea. Yeah. So this is all such great information, Richard, and we're so excited, but we actually have to take a commercial break. So um, on that note, we're going to go to break, but we're going to come back and have you tell us more about your actual small business and how that all began. Thanks. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking with Richard Davies. He's uh, a former staff correspondent at ABC News Radio, and he just recently, uh, I guess in the spring of 2015, formed the podcasting startup Davies Content. Um, so, Richard, you know, for many journalists, you had the dream job. You know, you were out there reporting live on major world events. You know, what prompted you to sort of take that step? I mean, to create your own, your own startup? Because it wasn't as exciting as it used to be is one simple answer. Anything that anybody does that doesn't change a tremendous amount 
um, over time, you think, hey, maybe I can try some other challenge. And working at ABC was enormously challenging, and I'm very grateful for being able to go to Berlin in the, in the days after the Berlin Wall and cover the Wall Street crash in the days after uh, 2008 and into 2009. I was also, uh, you, I, I won't say lucky enough, but I also witnessed New York's astounding recovery after uh, 9-11 when uh, the... Uh, Twin Trade Towers tragically collapsed and New York was attacked by terrorists. So I, I've been able to witness a great deal. And so I would never minimize that. But I just wanted to do something completely new. And a small business, when you create a small business, it's almost in a way like giving birth to a child um, because you're creating this organism, this living thing that involves other people and other dreams and ideas, and it changes you. And as, you know, my little business has been changing and is now growing and I'm getting new clients, my goals are changing, and I've really changed, too, as a person. And that's all been very excited, exciting, and that, I guess that's one of the things I wanted. I wanted a mission that I got up for every morning that was mine as opposed to someone else's. And that's what, you know, if you work for a large corporation, it's somebody else's uh, vision mm -hmm. that you are fulfilling. And uh, to be able to do something that's mine that changes me uh, and that I can shape is, is pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's it, really. But, boy, there's, a, there's fear involved. I must admit, I, it's much, I'm much more emotional with regard to my work than I was, you know, two or three years ago. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you, did you have any fear <laughs> about oh, leaving yeah, ABC, you know? And still have yeah. fear. <laughs> and so Not how do you... as much as I used to with some new clients, but uh, yeah, I find that, it, that the goals constantly change. And then I'm sure you've had this, Jody. It's like, okay, I've got more revenue coming in, but then what other, you know, what expenses do I have to consider? And, and how do I want to grow? To, do I want to grow or yeah. do I want to stay as a solopreneur? I mean, that's a big question for a lot of small business owners. Mm -hmm. It sure is. And then also that whole thing of, okay, if I do make that investment in a new person or in a new project, will it really bring in the extra revenue? That, that's a constant question. And that's also a source of fear. So can we just back up a little bit and, you know, when you decided you wanted to leave ABC and sort of, you know, venture out into this new territory, you know, can you sort of describe some of the steps you took um, in, you sure. know, in your transition? Yeah, yeah I, I did. I, I started a blog and mm -hmm. I must admit I got a bit of a bit of pushback on that because when you work as a staff correspondent for a major news organization, you're not supposed to have any opinions about anything that's controversial, which to me, I mean, I would personally argue against that because I think that the journalists, like everybody else, are living, breathing people, and we all have our opinions and biases. And if we're honest and upfront about them, I think that's better for our audience than simply saying, you know, I, I'm completely unbiased and I'm objective about everything. So um, I got some pushback on that, and that was one thing that kind of nudged me out the door. And then um, I started just, you know, contacting all the people that I'd interviewed 
and just sort of had conversations with them about, hey, what do you think of podcasts, and what, what sort of ideas do you have? And it was very valuable because I was a business correspondent as well as covering politics in my career, so I was able to reach back and, and chat with some entrepreneurs who I'd become friendly with and talk to them about their business and, and what they, you know, some of the pitfalls and some of the uh, excitement involved in, in uh, forming a business. So that helped me prepare as well. And I have to admit the other thing is, I'm very lucky about this. Unlike you know, having a brick-and-mortar enterprise, um, I didn't have to spend a great deal of money just to get started. What I did was um, form a podcast of my own called How Do We Fix It? And we actually recorded a few shows before I left ABC, and then we launched it last June, a couple of months after I left the network. And um, that show um, has been kind of, you know, the the equivalent of putting a shingle outside your office and saying, hey, we're in business. Um, any, anyone who wants to know whether I can do a podcast can listen to that show, How Do We Fix It?, uh, which I co-host with my friend Jim Meggs, and that gives you a sense of, you know, hopefully that we're fairly competent professionals and that we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And and so do you have a philosophy when it comes to dealing with clients and, and sort of creating content? Yeah, I do. Uh, and, and actually, when I interviewed you, Jody, for uh, the, the uh, Next Level Accountants ebook, I thought you put it very well. And, and that is, I want to add value. I want the project to add value. I've told a few people who I've talked with or chatted with about podcasts you know, maybe this isn't the right step for you. Maybe you shouldn't be doing this in this way right now. And then I have questions always for clients on, you know, what kind of audience do you want to reach? What thought message do you have? I think it's important for a client to have to come to me with a sense of what they want to do or if they they haven't got to that stage yet for us to work that out before we commit to doing any podcast it's, it's a little bit like, you know, you, you run an a, a, a accounting firm and you ask your clients to be prepared and, and to um, go through certain steps before you really start doing business with them uh, so that you can provide value to them. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what we do uh, as well. Um, I think adding value is absolutely crucial. Um, if the podcast is not going to expand their message, is not going to uh, grow their, you know, potential audience or customer base, then there's not much point in doing it. Right, and it's helping them to, I'm sure, like, refine their story, right? Because you're, like, a phenomenal right. storyteller, and most small businesses aren't. They have their own yeah. personal stories, but they don't know how to yeah. tell them to the world. Yeah, that's a really great thing. I really urge people, when they do a podcast, to tell me what floats their boat. What are you passionate about? How do you get into this business? And share those stories with your crowd, with the people who are listening to you. Because, you know, we're doing a podcast right now and, and streaming radio, and at the moment, the people who are listening to us, we're your companions, we're your pals, we're your buds, we're out there, and you're listening to us. And so, if I just give you a sort of dry set of bullet points about ways to improve your business, 
that's not it when it comes to podcasting. It's much more personal. It's much more story-related. I mean, for instance, Jody and Liz, you know, your audience wants to know what you had for breakfast this morning, you know. <laughs> Whether you do the show in your pajamas, those kinds of things. I mean, they, yeah. they sound a little silly, but, but they kind of, you know, they're, they, they add to your personality. and They make you better companions to, to share that kind of stuff. Right. There's, there's personality. There's personality. And I, yeah. And I think it comes back to the, the age old thing is that people do business with people and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you're selling or what your, what your service providing is. It's that ultimately you're going to do business with another person at the other end, even if it's um, business to business stuff, there's still a person at the other end. And, and how do you create those relationships, whether they be podcasting or social or marketing or whatever so that they realize that that business, um, there's actually a person at the other side of the business. Yeah, I could really learn from you on that. And speaking of that, when I do talk with clients, um, I want to know what they want to say. I want to learn from them. And that's been one of the, actually, that's been one of the great things about doing this is that, um, I, you know, I, for instance, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a numbers guy. I know very little about your field of work, but I found it fascinating working with these thought leaders on this podcast for SageWorks. Um, You just learn so much about the world and about human nature. And the more that I do podcasts and listen to people tell their stories, the more I realize how much we all share together. And I I wanted to ask you, you know, what do you think makes a good story? What's, compe- what's a compelling story in your eyes? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a wonderful question. I, I think that it's a really good story is a story that all of us can relate to. Uh, mm-hmm. That you talk, for instance, about something vulnerable in your life. I think I've got this right, Jody. When you were talking about your dad and about what you learned from him, and then when you were telling me about when you uh, decided to form your own company, the frustrations involved in that, that led up to that decision where, you know, tax time for an accountant, many accounting firms is just, you know, total crunch time and, and crazy time. And just feeling that you wanted to do things a little bit better than they've been done before. That was very personal because it, it was about your frustration. It was about also what you'd already learned from your dad and from older people. But then it was also about what you wanted to do and what you wanted to contribute. It was about your passion. And those were all really you know, good stories because all of us have, have shared those moments of fear and frustration and Maybe also, you know, ambition of, of feeling, gosh, we can do this thing better. So I think that, that, that something that's really relatable and that um, puts yourself in a position where you're sharing something vulnerable and honest with people, those are real touchstones when it comes to telling a good story. So I think that's perfect segue into our next segment where I'm going to get into your financial underwear drawer, which is what I like to call it. (laughs) Um, Because CPAs have that extra, um, we have that extra space to go into that vulnerable space of a business owner and 
um, that's where all the good information is. So when we come back, we're going to get into your small business financial underwear drawer and take it from there. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. We're talking with Richard Davies uh, all about podcasting and the power of a good story. Um, And Jody is going to get into Richard's financial underwear drawer and uh, get a little deeper into how he does his business. So, Richard, um, I'm going to take. I'm going to get a little personal with you. So, I think one of the things. You know how you were saying before we went on the air because this is your first show. That you're, you know, just a little bit nervous, which we all have these first show nerves. Well, this is the part of the show that makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the things about it is, I think that um, a lot of times small business owners leap and they don't think about um, kind of the guts of their business, and and numbers are kind of what tell the stories, and numbers are what going to help you stay in business. So the first question that I have for you is when you started your business, did you connect with any financial professionals or did you just Google it and jump in? I really Googled it and jumped in for this reason, that I didn't have a very large capital expenditure to start with. And I think it would have been very different if I'd 
for instance, had to take out a loan of fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars to start up my business. Um, I do have one or two people who are uh, financially savvy, and I, I, you know, chatted with them. But what I wanted to do first with um, my business was to start this podcast. How do we fix it? and launch it and get it up there. And that is surprisingly easy. Uh, you get a subscription to an RSS feed, um, which is the, the hosting service that enables your podcast to be fed to uh, popular services like iTunes. And uh, th- you know that's simply a matter of a $200 a year subscription to either Lipson, which is probably the best-known podcasting hosting firm, or SoundCloud, or Blueberry, or some other service. So we get that. And then I had a friend who, who ran a studio who gave me a great rate, and we recorded the show. And um, I hired um, a an, an producer to edit the show, and we were off and running. So that's really how it started. Now I'm kind of into phase two, where I feel that our website, uh, DaviesContent.me, um, you know, it could be a little bit better. And so I'm thinking, gosh, how much money do I have to spend for SEO, which is search engine optimization on the website, and how much money do I need to spend to make that website really look, you know, good and, and sparkling? So that, th- those are some of the considerations I'm making now that involve an expenditure of a bit more money. But I've been yeah. lucky enough that, you know, that I do have some, some income coming in and have some, some clients, and so I'm able to, you know, funnel that money and use it for that purpose. And I think that's like how a lot of small business owners start out, right? They just start doing and then they end up and then they say, oh, so how did we do all this this year? So I guess that leads me to my next question is, um, do you do your own accounting or do you not do accounting yet? So do you kind of just keep a checkbook or are you using some sort of accounting software? I'm on Mint. Um, okay. which is you know, a service that enables me to be fairly clear about what I'm doing. I got a credit card from my bank. I set up an LLC. Um, all of the money that I spend on the business goes through uh, the credit card, which is hooked into my business banking account. So all of that is fairly clean. Um, and then I, I do have an accountant um, so- who is someone who we were using for family stuff, um, who is now doing my business accounts as well. And I, I call her up in a panic from time to time. <laughs> so I think that's awesome, right? So the first thing that you did that was absolutely correct was you kept your business stuff separate from your personal stuff. And so many entrepreneurs kind of get that messed up, right? Where they don't right. keep their personal finances separate from their business expenses. So, I mean, so kudos to you for getting that like done. And then well, I guess I the other smart. question. That's, that's because I didn't want to get into an argument with my wife. <laughs> 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 she would have gone, Where, where's all this money going to? What are you doing? So yeah, made, made a lot of sense. <laughs> and then the other thing that I think that kind of helped you out was probably that you already had an accountant who you were used to working with or that you at least saw during tax season so that when you did have a new question come up or whatever, you had a professional that you already connected to that you could reach out to and ask more questions. Yeah, that was very important, actually. Janice, who's uh, the the accountant that we have used, my wife and I, for, for a number of years, um, Yes, is not only someone who is just, you know, someone we see at tax time, but also she's become a trusted friend. I can pick up the phone and say, hey, Janice, what about this? And as you know, Jody, 
with accountants. You guys are, you know, sometimes almost marriage counselors. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into uh, a person doing numbers that, that you are counseling uh, that person sometimes, as well as just simply saying, okay, give me your taxes. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good relationship, and I think it is very important to have a small group of people around you that you trust and that you can share ideas with and be vulnerable with, you know, and, and be open enough to share your concerns, your worries, your insecurities about what you're doing. I think that's totally true for most small business owners because you don't necessarily want to take them home to your spouse. Um, no. So you kind of need that confidant who knows what's going on. And I always say my financial underwear drawer, your financial underwear drawer, who you can just bounce things off of and kind of be that trusted advisor. And even if they're not giving you advice per se, they're helping you think through your business decisions because I think small business owners need that and don't necessarily have that resource Um easily accessible. And, and that's one of the roles that I think CPAs and other accounting professionals really need to move forward with in the future is that advisory role, because we all know that accounting software is doing a lot of the number crunching. So now how is accountants and financial professionals, can we actually add additional value to our small businesses and really help them, you know, not only understand their numbers, but be there for them as business owners and help them make those decisions because they're your decisions yeah. to make. Yeah, that's very wise advice. But I think that it goes beyond that in one sense. And that is, and I don't think this is as big a leap for a lot of accountants. Uh, and, and, and this may also apply to other related fields. I don't think it's as big a leap as perhaps they think because they're already doing that very often with their personal clients. Um, it, with, for instance, giving personal financial advice or giving uh, a sense to a married couple that, hey, you know, maybe you overspent a little bit this year or, you know, it just just giving a, you know some some ideas about how they can you know organize their finances a little bit better than they have that's kind of into that role of being a, a financial advisor as opposed to just doing somebody's taxes yeah and i just would say that it's important that those advisors come from a place of non-judgment you know because i think when you have a small business or, or you know a creative freelancer that may not have any clue about their finances or are just trying to you know pay rent you know and make make sure there's food on the table i think it's important if you're working with somebody um and you're lucky enough to have the resource of working with an accountant that they're not judgmental about how you know, you're doing your money. <laughs> yeah, you're so. right. I guess I was too judgmental in the way I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I'm, I'm very opinionated. <laughs> I mean, I was just, you know, I think it's important, no, you know, because right. a, a lot of people don't have, um, you know, are, are scared to talk about money, you know, and yeah. even if you're making a little bit of money, you know, to work with somebody that has experience around money, you know, it's sort of, you, you, it's, it can be intimidating. So I think yeah. it's important that, you know, that's just taken into consideration. But no, you know, no, you didn't, you didn't, you, I don't think you're judgmental at all, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, 
the the financial underwear draw is still you know it's got some got some definitely got some questions um, as as we grow and change. Um, it's it's something that I have to admit, and, and this is the, the, it's a great phrase that your financial underwear draw. Because when I look at my sock draw and my underwear draw, they're pretty messy. And I am, you know, not as good as I should be sometimes at dealing with the things that I don't want to face right now. I mean, I'm much more excited about, you know, helping someone um, with the message of their podcast or doing a new episode of how do we fix it. Those things really float my boat, whereas the financial underwear draw can get neglected. I really have to remind myself. And one thing that I've done, which actually I think has been fairly successful, is I I allocate a time of the week. It's Monday morning for me to look at those financial questions that perhaps I didn't want to face during the week. Monday morning is a time when I have more energy after the weekends and than during the rest of the week. So that's, that's what I try to do. So do you think if your accountant or a accountant could help you figure out one thing within your small business, what would that one thing be right now? Yeah, that's great. That's a great question. Um, I think that if the, yeah, I, I think really it's, it's, it's how do I, allocate funds towards growth. If someone could help me as a financial advisor and say, this form of expenditure is likely to make sense for you, whereas this one I'd hold off on, that's really helpful. Um, so, for instance, do I allocate, you know, do I hire a new employee or do I spend that money instead um, on, uh, for instance, promoting our business more? Right. So it's the money spend of, is it really an investment in my business or is it just an expense of my business? And how do we clarify those two items to get the most bang for your buck for that growth that you want to accomplish in the next year, two years, three years? And I think that's a common question. Yeah. And coming up with a one or a two or three year plan, that's useful too. And where do I want to be a year from now and three years from now? Those aren't questions I think that I've answered adequately, and it would be helpful to me to have someone plan those uh, thoughts out, even though they're, they're probably subject to constant change. Right, right. But part of it is just the clarity around it, right, is, is putting that clarity around the vision so that then you can take those tactical steps, financial or otherwise, to get there. Yeah, Exactly. So, so coming up, we're going to talk to Richard a little bit about some lessons he's learned um, in the past year of being a small business owner and um, some advice that he would have for anybody considering um, leaving their corporate job and striking out on their own. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. 
advance, and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking with Richard Davies of Davies Content. He was a f- former staff correspondent at ABC News Radio, and now he owns a podcasting startup. So, Richard, you know, we've been talking a lot. You've been giving us some great uh, insight and um, conversation. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, what advice would you give someone looking to leave their cor- corporate job and strike out on their own? Yeah, I think the first thing to do is to do some of this in your private time, in your, you know, almost consider, can think of yourself as having a second job. That's one piece of advice so that you have a sense, you get past the initial excitement of starting uh, a new business or a new enterprise do as much as you can without quitting is my first piece of advice. The second piece of advice is if you've been thinking about doing this for a long time and have decided yourself that you're going to do it, then tell everybody because it becomes more difficult not to do it than to leave your job. And that piece of advice was given to me by a pal of mine who I'd known for several years and I was having lunch with. This was in August. I can remember exactly where it was. This was in August of 2014. And my friend Richard Gottlieb said to me, leaned over the table and said, hey, pal, you've been talking about doing this podcast and setting up your own uh, consulting firm for a little while now. Are you serious? And I said, sure, yeah, I am. And he said, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody that that's what you're going to do. And that was great advice because it really did 
focus me and, and change my sense of identity. And I, I think this is another thing. The third thing is that when you change careers or when you leave a large corporate job and set up your own startup, you're changing your identity. Uh, you, you're no longer um, staff correspondent ABC News or accountant with KPMG or who, whatever it is. You no longer have that security mm-hmm. of that big corporate name behind you. And it's a bit of a shock. There are mm-hmm. a lot of things that, that those of us who work in corporate America take for granted about some of the benefits of working for a large employer. Uh, face, uh, you know, face those. And also mm-hmm. be aware that you really are changing your identity. It took me a while uh, before I really called myself an entrepreneur or a small business person. Um, maybe that's my own weird hang-up. But it, it does, you know, you, you need to be aware that your identity and your sense of self is going to change as a result of this decision. And so how long from when you decided that you were going to create your business from when you actually left your job? How long did it take? Yeah, when I really decided it, it was it was about nine months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but I thought about it for probably a year a year before that. Yeah, nine months um, isn't that yeah. long, though. I mean, I th- I feel like no, to it make isn't it that long, and that's partially because I'm lucky that that yeah. what I'm doing is in an allied field, and I didn't have to make a a, a huge financial expenditure in order to do it. Um, and and you know, I, I did set aside some money. Um, clearly, mm-hmm. but not, you know, I didn't have to, uh, for instance, you know, sign a two-year lease on an office or um, some kind of plant or something. So it was a little bit easier for me as a, as, as a consultant to do it than it would have been if it had been um, so, somebody setting up shop uh, and hiring employees right away. So what would you say is your top two lessons that you have learned, you know, over the past year since launching Davies Content? Um, one is promote the website. It's mm-hmm. DaviesContent.me. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a joke. But uh, awesome. <laughs> I think that the biggest lesson I learned um, is listen. Listen to people. Um, invite them into the conversation. Um, I'm pretty good at talking. I'm pretty good at writing. I'm pretty good at programming ideas. But I think I've really had to learn to respect and to listen to the people who I'm uh, in conversation with before making suggestions. Um, Find out what motivates them and what they're interested in, in doing with a podcast, for instance. So, so this yeah, is, I think the both lesson one and lesson two is listen. So and, this has been I, so awesome to have you on our first show ever. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> and we've almost completed it now, so we're really excited. <laughs> we made it through. Um, and you've been a phenomenal guest, Richard. So, but how can our listeners get in touch with you? And like hook up with you after the show if they want to do a podcast. Sure. Or well, I'll give you my I'll give you my email, which is Davies Content, and you probably want to know how to spell Davies. Uh, that's the Welsh spelling of Davis. Uh, it's D A V I E S Content at Gmail dot com, and the name of the firm is also Davies Content, and we have a website which is going to be improved called Davies Content dot me. 
dot uh, me. So those are ways to uh, reach out and get in touch. And I, I, I hope you hope you will. Uh, I'm happy to answer any questions. I feel passionately about podcasts. I think they really are for many businesses and for many people who want to spread their message. They're a cool way to get out there. But I do think that there are a lot of people who are doing podcasts wrong in that they think it's just a matter of opening the microphone, chatting, um, and uh, it's, it's more than that. As you guys know, and you're professionals, and you have a very clear message and a great title, Let's Get Radical, which uh, the title is important, um, you, know, you, you need to have something to say. And I also think that a lot of podcasts can be improved by uh, uh, some, you know, some planning in, in advance. Totally. And we've learned so much from you today, even like on the break, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been really fun talking with you, and I wish you tremendous uh, good fortune as your show grows. And one of the neat things about podcasts is, is you really are growing a community. It's not just about, you know, going out there and selling your your goods. You're you're growing a community of people who share their time with you, which is cool. Really quickly, where can people find your podcast? How can we fix yeah, it? My, the podcast that we put out every week is called How Do We Fix It? And you can get it on iTunes. You can get it on any podcast player on either an Android or an Apple. Just uh, search for How Do We Fix It? And the show is about uh, all the stuff that we face in life, from anything from politics to money problems to educating our kids. And instead of complaining about the problems that we face, uh, we try to uh, get some great experts on and ask them, how do we fix it? Very cool. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're super psyched you were here. Yay for us getting through our first show. <laughs> Let's get radical. <laughs> great. Um, and yeah. I want to hear a show from you guys next year that's that's uh, focused on the lessons you've learned from doing your show because uh, I'm sure you're going to learn a lot and share a lot and I'm excited to, uh, to, to listen and uh, find out what you learn uh, from doing this show because it's not just the listeners that learn, it's also the hosts. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I feel like I've been taking notes here. Hopefully people haven't been able to hear my papers shuffling in the background. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> So, um, well, anybody who wants to reach out to me, go ahead, daviescontent at gmail.com. Awesome. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we're Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. And we'll see you, or I guess see, we won't see you. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. We're going to be on every Tuesday at 10 Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical.
Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com.